Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's out in the night out. You're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Children of all ages, Nightmare Jones here once again. It is Wednesday night. It is 8 o'clock Eastern time. That means one thing and one thing only. It is time for the Rest of Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. And oh my goodness, do we have a show for you tonight. Or well, 9-11 at that. 9-11. Oh my goodness. We got the high spot segment. The Shoot and Shout segment, the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, the Fantasy Wrestling segment, the Snippets of Truth. And if that is not enough, we have MLW's Olya Blake coming on, and then Jerry Bostic. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be another action-packed night for the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. Give us a call. Six five seven three eight three one five two one. We would love to hear from you. Let's go ahead and bring in the man, the myth, the legend, the night owl. I was in the locker room in 10th grade in high school. 
and the coach had a TV inside his office, which was pretty much surrounded by all glass. And I remember seeing it, and I was like, yo, coach is in there watching a movie. So we got dismissed and went uh, to the second class that I had that day, which is second period, and the TV was on there as well. And I was like, dope, we're going to get to watch a movie today. But it, I was like, yo, it's the same thing that was on over at coach in the coach's office. And then the uh, TV was turned off, and then it was explained to us that we were in the, the middle of an emergency as a country. Um, and then the coach came in and was like, yeah, here's the latest, and kind of filled us all in. Obviously, we were all overwhelmed by what was happening. But I can tell you, man, everybody who's anybody of age remembers where they were that day. So we're going to encourage you guys to call in, show support, share your stories. But, of course, we're going to keep it, you know what I'm saying, like, revolved around pro wrestling because this is a pro wrestling show. So we want to encourage you guys to dial that number, baby. That's 657-383-1521. Again, that's 657-383-1521. We want you guys to be a big part in today's show because it's going to be a good one. Jonesy, are you ready for today's show, baby? Because I heard that intro, baby. You sound like you're ready to meet. Is that, a, is that a no? Am, am I going to, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume Jonesy already fell asleep on me. I mean, when I do these monologues, I, I can't blame him. Really, I can't blame any of you. If you fall asleep for a couple of minutes, don't worry. I'm not going to take it personally. But you know what we are going to do, guys, is we typically play the Carl Lewis spoof of the, uh, the Star Spangled Banner during the show to kick it off. You already know how we do if you've seen this show before. You already know how we get that. But today we're going to do things a little bit differently because it is such an important day. So intern Timmy, instead of hitting the Carl Lewis, would it be possible for you to just give me the old-fashioned, traditional star-spangled banner the way it's supposed to be as we ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth, and that's America, damn it.
Wow. <laughs> I got chills, dog. I, like, legitimately got yeah. chills right now. That's crazy. Can, can you finally hear me? I was having a little bit of technical difficulty, so can you finally hear me? Well, hey, listen, I'm already getting feedback from the WrestleTalk family, Jonesy, and according to the fine folks watching us live right now, it sounds like you had yourself a pretty hefty meal before the show today, and everybody thought you fell asleep on us. So I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> actually. No, I, I, I did not fall, fall asleep, but I I, I did did uh, uh, go to my favorite Mexican restaurant, got myself a chicken quesadilla, got myself some I rose con polio, which is uh, uh, chicken and the Mexican rice and uh, the uh, cheese sauce. And now I'm drinking myself a, a a Corona. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm 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 just sitting here here feeling like. Uh,
fly across the screen if you're on YouTube or if you're on Facebook. Well, please make sure that you do that. It really keeps us encouraged. And if you're listening to the replay, we love you just the same. So make sure you share the broadcast and leave us a rating on any podcast platform that you happen to be listening to us at. The very last thing, Jonesy, that I want to hit on before we get into the high spot segment is we had a couple of people that signed up for the email list. That means you're going to get the press release that goes out to over 65 different media avenues. You're going to get the all three posters. You'll get the WrestleTalk poster and the two posters for the guests that we have that week. And then also contests and anything that involves us giving stuff away, you will be jumped to the front of the line if you're on the email list. Shout out to Susie and shout out to the folks over at IWE uh, for subscribing to the WrestleTalk podcast email list. We only send you one email a week, and all the information on there is good as gold. We're not going to spam you. We're not going to sell your information we promise you to only provide you with great content. All you got to do, type out your email address right here on the broadcast, or you can just send it to us directly, and we will add you to the email list, man. It is a win-win proposition. Jonesy, I know you get those emails that intern team sends out, man. Are they pretty dope? Are they good, or are they like spam? What do you think? Oh, yeah. They're, 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 absolute, they're absolutely awesome. And, you know, I, I, I was going to ask if, if I could join the team of group, and then I'm like, like, I only get the emails. So why would I need to join the email group? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're already on there, bro, so you're covered. You feel what I'm saying? Um, real quick, we're going to hit the music and go into high spots. Uh, intern Tim, make sure you leave that music playing in the background real slow. It's good. Uh, shout out to my man, Brandon Anderson, man, representing Real Hardcore down in Cape. Uh, Jeff Wilson, uh, Jeremy, thank you for being here. Adam, Talking Dynasty, we were just talking about you, bro. Thanks for being here. Brian Mitchell, showing love. Uh, Assad. Um, who else? Josh is in the house. Sonny's in the house. Elman's in the house. Willie's in the house. Kyle's in the house. And he blew us a kiss. I love you too, baby. Uh, Kit Reaver is in the house. And there's like four or five other names I can't see anymore on the uh, broadcast, guys. But thank you for being here, and thank you for sharing. It means everything to us. All that said, baby, go ahead and cue up the music because we're going to kick off tonight's edition of the High Spot segment. Meeting Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. talk about um i i think that i'm gonna go ahead and start it off with with this whole uh issue with g raver and jim Cornette. now g raver as you know is a deathmatch wrestler who we've actually had on the wrestle talk podcast before he is a member of the wrestle talk podcast family and basically what happened is he was involved in a death match, and he ended up getting cut really, really, really bad. Where he needed to have emergency surgery, and you know all this, 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 this other stuff. He ended up cutting the inside of his arm, where there's all kinds of of arteries. But Jim Cornette, you know, being who Jim Cornette is, decided that he was going to make a Twitter post about it, posted the video, and and 
made the uh, reference that they should have just uh, just sat there and and uh, watched the the guy bleed out. You know, so basically said watch him 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 die. Well, G. Raver didn't take too kindly to that, so they've been going back and forth and back and forth. And then on Jim Watts Jim Cornette's podcast, he made reference to the fact that somebody has started a GoFund for G. Raver to help with his medical bills, and he 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 it, it like went up to like five thousand dollars. So you know he he was bashing on G. Raver again. So G. Raver decided he, that he was going to make a T-shirt that says F Jim Cornette and has Jim Cornette with a bunch of skewers in his head and uh, Jim Cornette sees this this uh, uh, t-shirt and I guess now he says he's going to get his uh, his lawyer involved. It, it, it's, it's pretty freaking crazy. I don't know if you've seen any uh, of this, Renee, but if you haven't, you should definitely check out Jim Cornette's Twitter and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's crazy. Well, bro, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I want to get the opinion of the Wrestle Talk family, guys. Again, the number is 657-383-1521. There's already about four people on hold, but we promise we're going to get to you before the end of the segment. Man, I'm going to say this, bro. So, first off, let me clear off one misconception. So, G. Raver actually posted that he was not responsible for the T-shirt. That was not his idea. He did not produce the T-shirt. Number two, he did not start his own GoFundMe. The fans did. So I heard the Jim Cornette rants because it's my job to listen, right, as a member of the media. And Jim Cornette was assuming that G. Raver started his own GoFundMe. He did not. And for that reason and that reason alone, I am 100% on the side of G. Raver here. Even though I am a Jim Cornette fan, I aspire to be uh, uh, in the shit-talking Hall of Fame, which I believe Jim Cornette is in. Okay? There are some people that believe that belong in that Hall of Fame. And he is one of them. But he was off base, Jonesy, because G. Raver did not do this stupid backyard outlaw wrestling mud show, whatever it is that he likes to say. He did not open that stuff for himself, meaning the GoFundMe or the T-shirt sales. The fans did it for him. And you know what? Dude, I am super proud of the pro wrestling community for stepping in and trying to help the guy out. Now, Am I okay with the kinds of risks these guys take? No, because I love humanity and I love people, and it scares me to see people doing stuff like this. Do I like the shock value? Yes. But if you're making a living doing deathmatch wrestling, I highly encourage you to think about longevity, okay? You're still going to be great. The fans are still going to love you. But the fact that you're risking your life this way, I appreciate it. And if you're doing it for the sake of the fans, I really appreciate it. But at the end of the day, man, I'd rather see you still working in 10 years, man. Work smarter, not harder, G. Raver. You're, you're, you're a friend of the show. You're very well-known and recognized, especially up in the Eastern Panhandle, bro. We want you to be around for a long time. And if you keep doing shit like this, you're not going to be around for a long time. So instead of busting out the 20-foot ladder on a bunch of, uh, of, of light tubes, maybe do the 10-foot ladder on a table, bro. You're still going to get a pop. People are still going to love you. We just don't want you risking your life for the sake of us. And I'm speaking, when I say us, I mean as fans. Maybe I'm the only one that feels this way, but I know a lot of people in the pro wrestling business, and, and a lot of them are ballsy, man. you got to be a badass to be a pro wrestler. There's no question about it. But don't go out there risking your life for the sake of a pop, man. It's just not worth it. We want to see you healthy. We want to see you post-career doing good things, taking care of your family, giving other, other guys opportunities, maybe mentoring other dudes. 
But if, if you're in a damn wheelchair half your life, then you're not going to be able to do that. I'm just saying, I don't agree with Jim Cornette, dog, but, what I'm, but I do agree with this. We want you guys to preserve yourselves so that you can continue to perform for a long time. That's really where I'm coming from. And as far as that kind of wrestling, giving pro wrestling a bad name, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But you know what? There's so many options in 2019 that if you don't like that shit, go watch something else. Go watch something else. Go watch something else. You have the ability and the right to change the channel. You don't have to click on that YouTube video. You don't have to listen to that podcast if you don't want to. Listen and watch something else. You don't have to go online every time you see something you don't like and bitch about it constantly. Jonesy, I want to get your thoughts, and then I want to bring on some callers, baby, because I know there's going to be people, going to be people with some strong opinions about this one. Yeah, man. I mean, I I, I, I totally agree with what, what you're saying. I happen to, to love deathmatch wrestling, and, and, and there's to me, there there's certain... Uh, types of deathmatch wrestling. You know, you have a deathmatch where, you know, somebody will, will will use, like, ball dryer or something, and, you know, maybe a couple of light tubes, and, and, and that's not, not too bad. But then you have, you know, these other wrestlers that, that use, you know, panes of, of, of glass, and, and, and it always uh, seems Joey to Janella, be... for example... Joey. Hey, I like Joey Janela. Joey Janela, <laughs> Joey Janela is a deathmatch wrestler. He has been in quite a few few death death matches. Uh, you know, and you know, it's just it's 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 just there, there's something about it, and there, there it seems to be more and more and more and more and more promotions are doing the, this kind of stuff, like uh, Matt Tremont, who we had on. The podcast. You know, what he, a badass whole, that guy is! I mean, legitimately, promotion is 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 all about, uh, you know, deathmatch wrestling. As a matter of CCW. fact, they just had, they 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 just had a uh, a deathmatch tournament where there was no ring. There was no ring whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Interesting. Well, well, listen. Yeah. Listen, I want to get some callers on, but there's one other topic I want to throw out there. And by the way, guys, during high spots, 657-383-1521. If there's something else in the world of pro wrestling that you want to bring to the table, bring it, baby. We're ready for you. We're ready to discuss anything. We talked about transgender wrestlers last week, and I think we had a great conversation. So there's nothing that you could bring to the table that we're not ready to talk about. Here's what I wanted to say. AEW. They have yes. the most loyal fan base that I've ever seen. Now, it's, it's very short-lived thus far. But I want <laughs> to hear from the naysayers and the supporters and how you feel about Cody Rhodes putting himself in the main event of the upcoming pay-per-view. It's called uh, Gears of War or Gears of Fear or whatever the hell it's called. We'll get it right before the end of the show. But he is putting himself in the main event. This is the exact same stuff that people bitch at WWE for. Why is Shane McMahon taking Elias' place in the King of Ring tournament against Chad Gable? Why, you know, that's the stuff you hear that people complain about WWE all the time, but when AEW does it, it's celebrated. Everybody freaking loves it. I want to know why. There's got to be somebody out here that knows more about wrestling than I do. So let's hear from the callers, Jonesy. Who's up first? Oh, my goodness. All right, so the first caller that that, that we have is a man that has been on to the podcast multiple times. He's a good friend of... Uh, of ours. I'm talking about the one and only Jay Hollywood. What's going on, sir? 
Hollywood, yeah, buddy. up to no good. Yes, sir. How we doing, family? What you what got up, for? What up, what up? Man, you done hit me with so much, dude. I would differentiate Shane McMahon from Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes is an actual professional wrestler with the lineage he has. <laughs> and honestly, it echoes. It, it's whoa, very reminiscent whoa. of. It's Are very reminiscent of. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you discrediting the best in the world? <laughs> Okay, so I could probably go for a little further, but <laughs> what are you trying to say? You trying to say Shane McMahon isn't a real wrestler, dog? What you trying to say? I am, I am, I am. You know, the dude. He he's definitely had his highlights in his career. But to per what you're saying, Cody Rhodes being the main event in the next AEW, you know, show that's definitely reminiscent of of Dusty's booking, dude. You know, you know, you're gonna put yourself over and stuff, and I can't be mad at him about that. But as far as um, what you guys were talking about a little earlier, Jim Cornette, and I'm not sure about whoever you were talking about, about what happened in the GoFundMe. I honestly have he no idea about that. Drop him. Hey, Josie, drop the story on him one more time because I, I know I know, G. Hollywood is an intellect, and he, he's a good mind pretty much in any topic. So go ahead and drop the scenario one more time, and let's hear what G. Hollywood's got to say about All it. All right. So here is the scenario. Uh, G. Raver is a deathmatch wrestler. They were doing the show in uh, – Chicago, and something went wrong in one of the spots, and he ended up slicing the inside of his arm, like, really, really, really badly, and he had to go and get emergency surgery, and uh, Jim Cornette decided to post the video on Twitter and talked about how the the fans should have just sat there and just let him bleed out, and and then (laughs) they 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 started going back. I imagine that was a joke. No, of course, but honestly, okay, I mean, honestly, I almost, I mean, I I don't even mean to cut you off, Nightmare, but I almost don't even need the whole story. So, I mean, he got hurt. Was it a high spot? Was it an accident? Or was it like a high spot he was trying to do and wound up getting hurt? Um, They they did a a spot where where he was trying to to do, they they had a, uh, a, they had two ladders set up, and they were trying to do like a brain buster off of the ladder through like light tubes, and he was trying to use the uh, mm. uh, the uh, uh, a paint uh, that that step stool thing that, that that you put paint on, and he was trying to brace himself on it, and it gave. And when when it gave, his uh. all of his weight came came crashing down on like all these light tubes, Ooh. and it, and it ended up slicing his arm. And so he went on on so Jim Cornette went went on on Twitter and said this, and then they went back and forth, and then. Uh, a couple fans started a GoFundMe, and they they raised like over five thousand dollars to help with T. Ray was medical bills. Right. So Jim, well, I, I mean, I, 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 mean I, I don't want to. Obviously, I don't want to keep too much of your time, and I'm sorry, Nightmare, because I mean, I, I feel exactly what you're saying. Something occurred, but we've had this same conversation on this program with me and you guys, and you guys have heard it from Jim Cornette and so many of the other old school cats. Man, I'm old school, and I know Kayfabe is dead, and you can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle, but so much of these high spots, these high spot fests, you know, Jim Ross says it. So many old school cats say it. It's an overcompensation for the lack of being able to work and the lack of having psychology in the world of professional wrestling. And I know it's changed now, and I may be just speaking completely out of turn, and your generation of professional wrestling fans love that shit. This all began with your ECW, your hardcore, your necro butchers going through, you know, fluorescent light tubes, et cetera, et cetera. In my humble opinion, this is due to the lack of ability 
it's an overcompensation, man, for really being able to do the psychology of wrestling. You're going back to your Johnny Valentine's, your, your Jake the Snake. I can't make you think wrestling is real, but I can make you think I'm real. But nobody puts so much energy into that because it's all about getting my so shit Jay Hollywood, in. Jay Hollywood. Jay Hollywood. Okay, because, again, you're right. We have had this conversation before. So, so let me add another layer to the onion here as I do my best Shrek impression. Okay, so <laughs> let, let's get to the heart of the matter. Is it bad for wrestling in the public eye to have guys doing shit like this? And is Jim Cornette wrong for calling this guy an idiot, for saying that they should have just let him bleed out on the floor? Because he accused them of, of, of taking advantage of the situation and asking for money from the fans, which he didn't ask for. Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, and I, and I get Jim Cornette. I mean, whether it's, whether it's, that's not true. No, and I it's get that. True. I get that. But but Jim is more snapping on the the standpoint of, I think what is his name, the the Dick Flip guy, and I mean he. Uh, Joey Ryan. That's why I love. And I mean, I I feel for Jim, dude. But it's he's gonna wind up giving himself an aneurysm trying to put the toothpaste back in the bottle. <laughs> what you just what you just said about. It's not professional wrestling anymore. It is sports entertainment, up and down. What we see anymore has so very little to do with with professional wrestling, whether it's even the local wrestling of St. Louis where the guys wrestle and then they come out with their bag and walk around with the fans and drink beer. Like Wahoo McDaniels and these guys would be turning over in their grave. Again, kayfabe is gone, and the paradigm has shifted, and the way you guys roll with professional wrestling is different now. So, I mean, we're almost comparing apples and oranges. And I'm with Jim Cornette as far as we bemoan that old shit when less was more. But, you know, we've been 10, 20, almost 30 years now where Vince let the cat out of the bag and let everybody know that it is sports entertainment. So, I mean, it's almost, you know, the wrestling game has changed. You guys want different shit. You don't want, when I say you guys, the wrestling fan doesn't want real professional wrestling shit anymore. They want high spots. They want going through fluorescent tubes, and, and this has been going on for quite a while. This has been going on for quite a while. I mean, I think there's room for everybody, so does it, does but I definitely feel Jim Cornette, man. The there's no more does There's it. no more spectacle of a sport, a contest, where two guys are fighting for something. Now it's just high spot after high spot after high spot, and everybody trying to get their shit in. Jay Hollywood, yes or no question, does that type of wrestling and these sorts of I- incidents do they do the sport a, dis, a disservice? Yes or no? Yes, but like I'm saying, it doesn't. The sport has died. What you're what you're talking about, high spots like that, it works great for sports entertainment, but not so much for you know. Joey, do you remember Joey Mercury and the? I forget what the fuck the other guy, uh, Joey Mercury and Jim Morrison guy or whatever. Anyway. It was a, it was a yeah. ladder match, and somebody hopped on the ladder, and it fucking smashed Joey Mercury in the face. I think ended his career. Reconstruct your first surgery because of the ladder and all that. I mean, just think about all the different stuff that's gone on from these. You know, I know Jim Mor- Jim Jim Morrison, Jim Cornette hates Necro Butcher. If everybody knows who Necro Butcher is, these guys who, you know, yeah. again, this started with ECW and Sabu and all that shit. And again, there is a lane for that, but that's what helps or moves to. To answer your question, it really just discredits and minimalizes and delegitimizes what used to be what was perceived as an actual sport. And they could still do that. It's just, you know, dick flips and stuff like that. Again, I'm a different fan, dude. The fans today are different from my era, and I hate to sound like that old fucking guy, but it's like 
there is a, there is room for psychology in professional wrestling. There really still is. But they're in control of it. Like Jim Cornette says, they're t- you're telling them the story. They're not telling you the story. But it seems like now anymore the wrestlers are like, hey, Finn, what do you want me to do? Like, you're telling me what to do as opposed to the other way around. Well, Jay Hollywood, man, thank you so much for your insight, bro. Before you go, do us a big favor, man. Plug us what you got going on next, man. You guys are doing some big things over there at the Conspiracy Farm, man. Bring us up to speed real quick. Oh, without a doubt, man. We had to reschedule Monday's show, which was Dr. Jerome Corsi. He was one of the focuses of the Mueller investigation. We got him coming back on next Monday, going to be heavy hitting. Last night, it's up now. We had a great conversation with Ryan Dawson on 9-11, Epstein. Shit, if you want your one-stop shop for what happened on 9-11, what's going on with Epstein, and we even teased a little JFK, check out the latest episode of the Conspiracy Farm, conspiracyfarm.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. We bring the pain. As always, man, love you guys like Midnight Loves the Moon. I've been working a lot, so I haven't been able to chime in as much, but I've been loosened up my schedule a little bit lately. Been able to peep you guys out. You guys are fucking awesome. Love what you do. Keep doing it. Love you. Hey, All no right. doubt, Jay Hollywood, the, hey, the one and only Jay Hollywood bringing the Hollywood good looks to the Midwest, and of course, his partner in crime, the UFC Hall of Famer, Pat Milicic. Jones, I know you had some thoughts there, bro, and uh, Jerry Bostick said he'll be joining us in just a couple of minutes, so we have time to get through the rest of the callers, but before we do that, Jonesy, did, I, did you have some thoughts on Jay Hollywood's thoughts? I, I do, and, and I totally respect his uh his his opinion, you know, he's an old school guy, so I totally respect his uh, his his uh, uh, opinion one hundred percent. But there is one thing I wanted to say: when the King of the Ring started, we made picks of who we thought was going to win the King of the Ring, and I believe that I said that Corbin Baron Corbin was going to win the King of the Ring, and. What's happening? Baron Corbin is in the finals of the King of the Ring against Chad Gable. He is who do you think? Who do think? Well, you know what? You you bet you bet on Kansas yeah. City. That ain't a bad way to bet. And and I picked Andrade Cien Almas and Drew <laughs> McIntyre, um, which I was totally off. So I'll, I'll I'll take my lumps where I need to. Uh, let's just see what happens, bro. I, I think people are finally starting to come around on Baron Corbin. Uh, the match he had a couple of weeks ago with Cedric Alexander was probably the best match I've ever seen him have. Um, I'm just hoping he can have a similar type of match uh, against Chad Gable. My question is to you, before we bring on the next caller, do you have a problem with the fact that they're not doing it at Clash of Champions? They, they seem to be leaning towards doing it on Monday instead of Sunday. How do you feel about that, Jonesy? I thought that they were doing it on, on, on Sunday. I, I thought that that was like, like the – the whole thing was they were going to have this big tournament, and then it was all going to end at the uh, pay-per-view. But I guess that I was wrong. Uh, I mean, well, I've heard it, some it, conflicting it, reports. I've heard some conflicting reports. There was a lot of people online frustrated that why would something this important be left to a Monday or Tuesday show instead of uh, uh, you know being a part of the pay-per-view? I'm not really sure. Maybe somebody can confirm. But what I do want to do now, Jonesy, is get on to the next caller, man. Who's up next? All right, next we got a man that, that calls in every single week. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the bishop. What's going on, sir? Jones, good night out. How y'all doing this evening? What up, what up? What's up? <laughs> well, What's on your mind, I man? Think that, 
Well, with the uh, King of the Ring, me personally, I think that it should be at Clash of the Champions because, you know, growing up watching the King of the Ring, I mean, that was a big deal, you know, because you wanted to see who became king. And that's more like a, that's a pay-per-view-like match. And so, in a way, I'm kind of disappointed that it'll be on Raw, but, you know, to answer the question, it should be uh, a part of the pay-per-view Clash of Champions because the King of the Ring is a big deal. It's the next step towards, you know, being a WWE champion or a longer career. Well, that that's awesome to hear you say that, Bishop. And I'll tell you what, man, we want to get your opinion on some of the other stuff that we've been talking about tonight. And, guys, I just got word we're about three minutes away from Jerry, the boss, Bostic. He will be joining us, man. Uh, he's a real busy guy. You guys know he's running one of the most successful promotions in the country and world class. He'll be joining us in about three minutes. Uh, but, uh, Bishop, I also wanted to ask, I know that you've been keeping tabs on AEW as well. We, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. How do you feel about Cody putting himself in the main event of the upcoming pay-per-view? I know that this is something that the fans have complained about uh, with the WWE. Do you have any problem with it? Well, I mean, uh, not really. I mean, because Cody is the – yes, he's the owner of AEW, but he's also a competitor. You know, so he's – in a way, it's kind of like what his dad used to do. You know, Dusty used to wrestle, and he would also be on the booking committee, as I've heard. But I don't really see it as a problem because he's an actual wrestler. Unlike, you know, Shane McMahon, well, you know, he's had some out- – And I'm with you. I'm with you yeah. for this reason, Bishop, because so far from what I've seen with AEW, he is the most consistent high-level performer that they have on the card. Last thing before you go – you heard what we were talking about a little bit earlier, G. Raver coming off, getting injured, getting a big cut under his arm. How do you feel about Deathmatch Wrestling, man? Is there a place for it in, in, in uh, sports entertainment slash professional wrestling, or do you think that it in some ways gives the sport a bad name? What, what are your thoughts on that, Bishop? Uh, I don't think it gives it a bad name because, you know, going back to the past, you know, we grew up watching ECW, and I don't know. It's, it's kind of like nowadays, you know, with everything being so politically correct and everyone getting upset about everything, who knows? But I don't see a problem with it because I don't think it hurts professional wrestling. You know, it makes it more interesting, you know, because you have different options. You have AEW, you can watch WWE or, you know, any other forms of wrestling. Well, you know what, Bishop? I definitely appreciate your insight. I know we're going to hear from you a little bit later during the FWWC segment. But, Jonesy, the time has come for our first featured guest of the evening, and I could not be more excited to be introducing this man. But before we do, I want to make sure you guys know that have been on hold since the beginning. We are going to be getting to you. We want to talk about all the topics that we, uh, that we touched on earlier on in the show, and then we're also going to let you guys do your thing for the FWWC segment in the second hour. Uh, but before we get to, uh, uh, to Jerry, I want to remind everybody, guys, the WrestleTalk Podcast mugs are on sale right now over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. They're beautiful. They are bar quality. This is top flight glass. It'll last you a lifetime if you take care of it. It's only $15. And if you want to have your name engraved on it, customized, it's only an additional $5. So $20 plus shipping. Uh, um, we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you quick. And trust me, you will love it. And they're great for, like, root beer floats ice cream, and whatever else that you want to put in these things. So if you're not a beer drinker, don't feel bad. You can still get your very own WrestleTalk podcast mug. 
All that said, Jonesy, I think it's time to introduce our first featured guest of the evening, man. Do we have some music that we're going to play for this gentleman or not? Yes, we do. All right. So, enter Timmy, cue up that music because we are now going to be joined by the founder of World Class Revolution. I would say that this is one of, if not the hottest promotion in the Midwest, and definitely the hottest promotion residing in the state of Oklahoma. And there's a lot of people that make it happen. The Von Erics are wrestling there. I mean, we've seen a lot of great talent working world class. But at the top of that pyramid, there's one man, and he's the boss, ladies and gentlemen. So welcome back a current member of the WrestleTalk family, the boss, Jerry Bostick. Mr. Boss, guys, 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 what kind of uh, guys? What what kind of music was that? What kind of intro was that? Was that a jazz cover band? Joe picked it. It was Joe's fault. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come into this podcast like this. I don't come in on no whack cover band. I'm going to come in like this. I came on this podcast to change the game, and when I leave, just like I made my mark on wrestling, this podcast ain't ever going to be the same. Mic drop, boys. <laughs> man, Jokey, thank you guys first off for having play? me, What man. did we play for Jerry Bostic? I know it was something dope, but what was it? That oh, was uh, the theme song to WWF Superstars from 1992. Ah. The theme song to, man, you know what? I'll give you that. At least it was old school. At least you didn't hit me with, like, the theme song to 205 Live or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Jerry, uh, man, I'll tell you what, dude. Uh, there's a lot of things that you're known for, and being an easygoing, fun-loving guy is definitely one of them. I've had a chance to talk to some of the people that have shared a locker room with you, and they love working for you, man. Um, one of the guys that I got to, uh, uh, to talk to recently was uh, Chandler. Uh, Chandler, who's doing really well for himself out in Texas and, and throughout the Midwest. He had nothing but great things to say about you. And then our, our second-hour guest, Aria, was, uh, was telling me that she was really looking forward to working with you, but then she suffered an injury. So she told me to tell you to make sure that you don't forget about it. Oh, man. You know, actually, yeah, man, we were looking forward to having Aria. You know, I think her and Selena, uh, you know, for people that don't watch MLW, you definitely should. You know, I think I think it's important to support all kinds of wrestling, even uh, WWF. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Selena and, and Aria, they're, man, they're both great female talents. Female wrestling is better than it's ever been. And I think, you know, if you're a fan of the sport, man, like, you got to be excited for where – it's ad right now, and, you know, there's some things that worry me about wrestling, but that's not one of them. I think women's wrestling is on the upswing. I think the females in wrestling right now, they don't only look wonderful, but they're performing wonderful, and that's, that's an amazing thing. Well, well, there, there's, no, there's no doubt about it, boss. And, and you know, when, when you talk about supporting uh, all professional wrestling promotions, that's not just lip service. That's not just you – you know, playing politics in, in, in a suit, which, by the way, you look great in a suit, brother. Um, but the Thanks, man. Thanks, man. That, I appreciate that. No, 
I mean, let's not it, get it twisted. No, I mean, you know, I can, I, can, I can compliment another man with a couple of gray hairs in his hair that can still, you know, hold it down. So props <laughs> to you. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what, brother. You, you look like a million bucks, and there's a reason that you continue to do big business. So when you and I had an opportunity to speak earlier this week, I was like, hey, Jerry, you know, it's been a while. You know, we didn't talk to you since early 2018. Let's get something going. And you're like, nah, screw that. Get me on as soon as possible. I got shit I got to say. And one of the things that you mentioned to me was your partnership with Impact Wrestling, who is, like, ascending tremendously. And, and for many, many moons, I was the guy that was like, look, I don't got any problem with Impact. I just got so much shit on my wrestling calendar that I just don't have time. Now I've been forced to have time for Impact because they are, I mean, pun intended, they're making a huge impact. So tell me about that man, partnership, it's man, getting and why better. you're so excited about it. Hey, is this podcast PG or not? Uh, bro, you, you were the boss. You can do whatever the hell you want on these airwaves, brother. <laughs> whatever you, what? you feel comfortable Science doing, bro. Whatever I want to say. I'll t- I mean, I'll yes, tell you. Yes, sir. Right. You know, like, whenever you brought up the politics things, I, I think it's uh, I think it's an important thing to speak on. Fuck the political side of professional wrestling. You know what? Amen. Like, you should be in it. You should be in it as brothers and sisters for a common goal to do for not only for the sport of professional wrestling, but for your community and for everybody that comes out to watch it. If you want to go around and you want to and you want to dump on people's product, or you wish them to go out of business, or somebody goes viral off a move that 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 you that people are over there like crapping on and stuff, shame on you. Shame on you as a worker. Shame on you as a fan. Shame on you as a promoter. You should be happy for your people on the come up. And to, and, and and to see anything otherwise is disgusting. As far as I'm concerned, you can just get the fuck out of wrestling. Period. Now that where were we now that I got off no my soapbox? I, I couldn't agree more. There's no room for it. Now, speaking of that negativity, Jerry, there was something that I did want to ask you about because about um, six to, to 12 months ago, you made some tremendous announcements, and I was personally very excited. I've not had a chance to make it out to a world-class show yet. I know you've been in Kansas a couple of times, and, and I know you're running Oklahoma and Texas as well, but you partnered up with big-name people in, in, in the entertainment and sports world. You brought Jose Canseco on board. <laughs> You guys there, there gonna, was a, there oh, was, man. There you was guys a, a Sarah Abraham, huh? Yeah, and, and then there was Sarah there Abraham as well. Well, here, here's the reason that I'm bringing it up. I think that in order to really make pro wrestling matter again, we have to be willing to work with people that are from outside the pro wrestling world. Vince McMahon did it 30 years ago when he brought Muhammad Ali on WrestleMania. So what you're doing isn't anything new, but it's ballsy, man. And you got a lot of criticism about stuff like that. But I, for one, was like, yo, bring as many people from the I'll, outside I'll as possible. Up, because man. you know what? Yeah, Jose has a contingency of fans that are going to always follow him. Farrah had a contingency of fans that are always going to follow her. I didn't see anything wrong with it. What did you think about some of the backlash that you got from it? You know, I'll tell you what's interesting about the deal. I, I appeared on um, Sirius XM Radio. We did. We actually did an interview on. I don't know if you guys have heard of Busted Open Radio, but um, course, I was actually man. on yeah, that. Yeah, that's uh, Mark Henry, and, and, Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think that episode was Tommy Dreamer and Dave LaGreca. It was me and Iceman, and it was it was fantastic. I mean, he was on there talking about giving Andre Champagne and Jagermeister to ring rats while I was talking about equality and diversity, and it was a great episode. <laughs> 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 but you know, the truth he told man is is that if you think that you got the right for one minute to judge somebody, then you are straight up full of shit, man. You don't even get it because we don't have the right to judge each other. We don't know each other like that. Like, you know your heart more than anybody else is going to know your heart. We all make mistakes. 
were all human. Who was anybody to condemn Pharaoh Abraham and say, don't come into our sport. Don't come into this. Don't do that. Oh, because you had a sex tape. How many wrestlers had sex tapes, but all these wrestling fans didn't have no problem watching them? How about that? <laughs> a bunch of perverts. You know what I mean? <laughs> wait a minute. And, wait a minute. I believe, you know, I believe we got a drop for that. Intern Timmy, can you hit that drop for me? I think you know which one I'm talking about. Because you're right, <laughs> dude. The drop. same people that criticize, the same people dude, that make fun, the same company. people that point the finger. Or the I ones had people that quit that, my company. I had people criticize me. I had people tell me what a horrible human being was. One or, or I was one guy. One guy he said, "Well, you probably hired her." Or he goes, "You hired her because you want to sleep with her." And I said, "Well, I probably wouldn't turn it down." I mean, what's up? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, I mean here's the, the drop. Day, wait, guys, I think we got the drop ready, Jerry. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> got him! <he>. Got him! <he. laughs> In all seriousness, Farrah is a nice woman. Remember that you're watching reality television. And if you're judging her off Teen Mom, then guess what? She doesn't play you like a fool. And, you know, like, like you said, Renee, you think about the roots of wrestling. What made wrestling mainstream in the first place was its link to entertainment. You know, I don't think it applies just to wrestling. I think it applies to life. Like, man, don't shortchange yourself. If there's something you want to do, you go do it. The only person that's ever going to stop you most of the time is yourself. And your ideas don't have to be the same as everyone else's. You don't have to go out and try to be the best Vince McMahon because guess what? There's only one Vince McMahon. You can go out and be the best you. You can go put out and put a quality product. You can go out and bring in people that maybe other people wouldn't bring in because guess why? Maybe they need another chance, and maybe you're that dude to give it to them or that girl to give it to them. You know what I mean? And people did not understand that for a second. Like, made, and nobody had the right to pass that kind of judgment on her, number one. And, you know, they did the same thing with Ho- Jose Canseco. But, I mean, I don't know if you got that button ready to drop again. But, hey, y'all, we were in Sports Illustrated, USA Today, Maxim, the New York Post, CBS Sports, NBC Sports, International News. Now, can you please drop that noise for me one more time, homie? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're the boss. You got it. Ha! Got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> Check up on Joe's credentials, you know, but you guys are welcome anytime. The cool thing is, we're, we're about to roll out our second season. Well, we're about to roll out our second season of television. You know, we're gearing up to do some big things. Um, I brought in Kevin Sullivan. Uh, he's going to start doing creative with us, which, which he's going to work hand in hand with me, which he's I think is an excellent acquisition for us. Family, Jerry. Listen, he, he came you know what on. I mean? He was gracious enough to join us for episode 200, dude. Uh, that, you get a you get a five super kick rating from the Wrestle Talk podcast for bringing on Kevin Sullivan. He was very, very generous with his time when he came on the show, and, and we'll never, ever be uh, uh, able to express our gratitude to him for being a part of episode 200 here on the show. That was that was huge for us, right, Joe? Man, he's a great dude. Yes, he was. Great dude. That, that, Beautiful I wrestling mind. That was the same episode that we had Cahagas uh, on. Yeah. Yeah, That's you know, right. Cahagas is actually fixing well. to join us as well. Y'all know that? Cahagas is fixing to actually join us as well, in fact. And Hell you know what's yeah. crazy Joel about Kevin? That night, I remember. <laughs> Cahagas is ready <laughs> to whoop your ass, hey, bro. I'm going to tell you guys straight up, man. 
Kevin Sullivan has had a weird day today. I, I can already tell you. Today, Kevin Sullivan sat down and watched World Class Invade South Fork Ranch for the first time. He probably had a really weird day. You know, that was whenever we went, whenever we went to the ranch and, and we did that for the first time, you know, all kinds of people in the industry shit on it. They, they crapped all over it. They said how dumb it was. And, and I mean, you know, do you know how dumb it really was, guys? I don't know if y'all know. How like, dumb um, was it? It was so dumb that Jr. took it to his agent. People in Hollywood saw it. We could have possibly sold our TV show to someone, but I refused to do it because we, I think it's worth more than what it was valued at at the time. And people in Hollywood knew all about this concept. So can you hit that noise? One more time. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Joe, Joe, I know I'm you're dumb. chopping at the bit jump in here with some questions, bro. Why don't you go ahead and do that now? Oh, yes, man. I, bring on those questions. Y'all better bring on some good bring questions, them because I love, I love it when people try to stump me. Alright, so what I wanted to actually talk to uh, uh, the boss about is a, a, a pay-per-view called Oklahomania. Can you tell us exactly what Oklahomania is or was? I'll tell you, Oklahomania was the creation of myself and Tim Ross. And in that one event, we produced more ring rats per wrestler than any pay-per-view in the history of man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you what, uh, sorry, man. Uh, you know, Jim Ross, man, Jim Ross opened doors for me that I've never dreamed could be opened. And I'll forever, I'll forever be grateful to Jim Ross, Jr., for doing what he did for me and for introducing me to so many people. You know, you brought up Million Dollar Man earlier. Uh, Million Dollar Man was one of those people, you know, he gave me the right when he went back to WWE to use his name anytime I wanted to further my career because he trusted me. He sat down and taught me how to write TV segments. He sat down and taught me uh, Bill Watts' fundraising ideas. He introduced me to so many different things in the game. Uh, Jim Ross, man, uh, to sit down and, and work on that event with him would be something I treasured the rest of my life. You know, to this day, uh, after him leaving WWE, Oklahoma is the only event he's ever put his name on like that. If you look at the poster, it says Jim Ross and the IWR present Oklahoma. And to me, man, that's like near and dear to my heart. Jim Ross is a stand-up dude, and you know he's not the only one that told me like that. Gene Okerlund, you know, uh, Mean Gene, like rest in peace, man. One of the best people I've ever known. And you know, one day uh, we had this meeting. It was me, Mean Gene. Uh, Raphael Morphy, who is uh, he used to be live events for WWE. Now he's uh, he then he was Jr.'s assistant. Now he does live events for AEW. And it was um, all of us and uh, Jerry the King Lawler, Diamond Dallas Page, and I can't remember who else. I think that was it. And uh, it kind of thinned out eventually. And then uh, Pat Patterson joined me and Gene. And he was one of the most amazing nights of my life. You know, uh, just everything that's happened to me. God, God gave me more than I ever deserved, boys. I never deserved any of that. And I get to sit there mm-hmm. all night and listen and learn from the best, some of the best that have ever done what we do. I think it's a shame when the newer guys, they don't know the history of wrestling, and it's like, shame on you guys. Go home, learn the history of wrestling, then come back and talk to me. You know, and we sit there, and uh, at one point, you know, Gene was introducing me to all these people from WWE because it was in the WWE Hotel. It was at uh, New Orleans, WrestleMania last year. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, is he that drunk? And uh, 
you know, towards the end of the night, he goes, so, did you like what I did there? And I was like, aren't you just drunk? <laughs> and he goes, no. <laughs> he goes, I introduced them to you now because in a couple of years, they'll all know you. And he goes, I need He goes, I'm glad you were late because I needed to ask Jim if he felt it too. And, you know, we were late because me and Raphael were have to, having to carry bags of JR's damn books. You know, that shit was heavy, boys. Let me tell you. <laughs> that was heavy. That's probably the hardest manual labor I've done in a few years. You know, and so um, I said, well, what do you mean? And he goes, whenever Vince changed the game, you know, his ideas were different. They were innovative, stuff nobody's ever done. He goes, and here you come with some of the most innovative ideas that's been in wrestling in years. And, you know, he goes, he goes, I see you in a lot of ways as the next Vince. And I thought, my God, <laughs> you know, it's like the, I, I'm not even going to lie, like I cried over it. You know, that was, was like the ultimate compliment anybody could ever give me. But, you know, it's Vince in the good ways, of course. <laughs> But, um, and, and, you know, even last year I went through a rough period and, and you just never know. I mean, there's so many wonderful people in the game. You know, MVP is one of my dearest friends. Uh, you know, I do anything for that dude and he do for me too. Like last year and I went through stuff, man, he called me every day to check on me, him and psycho Sid, <laughs> you know, who no shows everybody, but he'll drive to one of my shows from West Memphis, Arkansas to Ardmore, Oklahoma, just to save me money. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I've been so blessed to do things, and we're coming up on the fourth Oklahomania, and it's crazy. And this year, you know, Oklahomania is actually taking the undercard to Oklahoma because Oklahoma is going to expand into a multi-pop uh, culture environment event. With it doing so, you know, we're introducing uh, – we're going to have some of the weirdest shit you guys have ever seen at a convention. You know, we got the barber. He's coming down, right? Well, guess what? He's oh, I did not know that. There. That's breaking news right here. I love that. I did oh, not yeah. know that Barber was coming in. Well, guess what? He's going to be set up cutting people's hair. He doesn't know how to cut anybody's hair, but you can pay to get your hair <laughs> cut by the barber and film it. And you can he have a cap nine. and whatever else. I, I don't think there's any risk there. <laughs> That's dope. I mean, what wrestling? But at the end of the day, what wrestling fan doesn't want to have their hair cut by the barber and have that on video? Like, That's like, true. To me, wrestling, wrestling is about don't ever forget why you're in it. Be able to watch it and love it. And it's funny whoever said that about being in the locker room with me because anybody that's in the locker room with me whenever I get a chance to watch the shows and stuff, man, I'm in there like cheering, jumping up and down. Like I'm loving this shit because guess what? Like, man, that's why I got into this shit because I love it. And I love to give back to people. And, you know, it's like giving them those unforgettable memories. You know, I reached out to Duke the Dumpster Drossy, right? And uh, I was like, hey, man, you know, I want you to come down. I want you to be a part of what we do. And, uh, I came up with this game, and I wanted to talk to you about it. And they're like, well, what's that? Or he's like, what's that? And I was like, now, don't judge me until I get to the end of this description here. And he's like, okay, well, what is it? And I was like, I came up with this game called Human Dumpster Diving. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah. I said, you remember, I want you guys to close your eyes and envision this. Envision playing the claw game, right? You know, the game where you, the little claw comes down, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And I never win? Yes, I know. I never win. Well, I mean, yeah, me either, man. It's a ripoff. And this could Damn possibly right. be a ripoff, too. But the reason why this could be a ripoff is because 
I mean, let's be real, man. Duke's Duke's just a trash man. He ain't got all the money in the world. So he's going to have a dumpster at his booth. He's going to have, like, gifts wrapped in it. Some of them are going to be good. Some of them would be pranks. You know, it's going to be a mixture of both, and they're going to be wrapped in newspaper because he can't afford gift wrap. Don't hate on him. He's a trash man. You know what I mean? And you're going to be able to get a photo op from Duke. You're going to be able to get an autograph. You're going to be able to jump up in the dumpster and go dumpster diving. I mean, like, <laughs> it's about unforgettable memories, that man. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you know, like I got yeah. like Repo Man. Repo Man's going to be there stealing from people. I mean, you know, like, where are you going to go and get an experience like that, man? You ain't got to well, do listen, the same here, thing. I'm going to tell you right now. Like, you you ain't got to do what everybody else is doing. I'm Mexican. If he if he steals from me, I'm 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 likely gonna stab him. Even though I know I'm gonna get deported immediately afterwards, but I'm okay with that. I'm good. No man, don't worry about it, man. Don't don't worry about it. I'm planning on having a car show. You'll be there. Oh hell yeah, boy! Some low uh, Joe, what else you got? No, you, know, you know I actually thought Joey? about that. I had asked to do. Um, I I tried to get uh, Bo Duke to come down and judge a car show. No lie. And because uh, you know it's, it's about enough. creating memories. I don't know if you guys seen who's coming, but um, you know, like Coolio's coming, <laughs> and it just so happens that w- that one of the stepbrothers, uh, you know, he whenever we go to karaoke, he does Gangsta's Paradise. Jermaine does Gangsta's Paradise. <laughs> That's a great song. And so, I mean, who's to say that Coolio's not going to rap Gangsta's Paradise to the ring with Jermaine singing Elvin's part? You know, like Oklahoma man. When is the show, Joe? I know, Joe. I know it's still your turn, bro, and I feel so bad. But when is the show, Jerry? I gotta know this because I gotta clear this shit with the Lord. Man, Oklahoma guys is gonna be November the first, second, and third in Ardmore. It's gonna have multiple wrestling shows. Oh, it's gonna have multiple wrestling shows. It's gonna have. Uh, vendors, cosplay. It's going to be a, a full-blown convention outside of wrestling shows. Um, you know, I, I told uh, PCO the other day, I was like, man, why don't you come down and do Oklahomania? Uh Me, you, and Destro can sit down and, and write a, a theatrical play about being the modern-day Frankenstein and we'll present it. You know, I I mean, this, and what's that? You know what's sad? You know what's sad, guys? These are all true stories. Right now, I'm trying to put a, put together a haunted house where you'll go through the haunted house and you'll come across all these scary ass wrestlers like you know like what a boogeyman's in there, Papa Shango. Like man, oh you ain't gosh. gotta be that yes. dude, man. <laughs> oh you ain't gotta be gosh. that dude. Do what Bro, you want to do. Do what do what makes break. you happy. <laughs> you know, like oh, that's my man. message to everybody. There was a time last year, man, when rec- wrestling got toxic to me because it's too overwhelming and and you know it, it took its toll on mentally, physically. Every which way, but but you ain't got to do like you ain't got to live your life like that. Like just live life and be happy and do for other people. Do for other people as you'd want them to do for you. You know, it, it, somehow it's the golden rule, and people better, forget, guys. man. People forget Damn the right. golden rule. And world class was built off relationships. You better believe when I got in this game, I didn't have no money. I have nothing, man. I started this game with nothing. And in fact, my mom bought my ring and. I built this off relationships and taking care of people. And we're entering in, into a new era. We have the two upcoming impact shows this weekend, which are going to be amazing. But the cards are are stacked. You know, we got Enid and Lawton, Oklahoma, both for the first time. Then we turn around next weekend. We go back into college football. 
where last year we were the first wrestling company to ever produce a show in conjunction with the college football game. We broke their attendance record. We were on the NBC News in Dallas, Fox News in Dallas. Then we go back to River City Wrestling in San Antonio to partner with Brandon Oliver because guess what? Promoters can work together. You can work together. It doesn't matter if you're in the same town. It doesn't matter. Respect each other. Learn how to work around dates. Learn how to use talent the right way. Learn how to treat each other the right way. You're not on, you're not on opposite sides. In newsflash, geniuses, no one is competition for each other. Until you get on WWE level, you're not competition, period. AEW, you're not either. Uh, Jonesy, that, that, that's, a lot, that's a lot to overcome, man. Jerry's just dropping knowledge, dropping nuggets all over the place, man. Uh, what do you got on your mind, bro? I, I do have uh, a couple more uh, questions. Uh, as I was looking through my, uh, my my info that I have on you, I see that you wrestled a gentleman that, that's around uh, uh, Renee's area by the name of, of the great Malico. Can you tell us about wrestling Malico? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I mean, Malico's a creative guy. You know, uh, you know Keegan was trained under us, and uh, – you know he's he's got a good future. Um, he's young, you know, creative dude. You know it's uh, you don't come across people like that a lot. You know I liken him a lot to to Wesley Crane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And 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 my last question, which which I also saw that you actually had a, a wrestling match with uh, a wrestler that is in. The WWE now, the modern day Maharaja. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I pinned him. You know, we are going to make you talk about claim. that. <laughs> we, you that's know my we claim to fame. Some questions, Jerry. You already know. That's my that's my claim to fame, man. You know, it's funny. Most people don't bring that up. Uh, funny story about that. So you know, um, and at this point, everybody knows that wrestling somewhat of work, right? Well, you know, uh, gender likes to call a lot of things beforehand, whatever. And guess what? I don't remember yesterday, much less like 18 million spots in the wrestling <laughs> match. We get we get out there about seven matches in the first night, or seven uh, spots in, and, and I'm done. I'm like, oh, shit, what are we doing next? I forgot. Damn. At one point, he calls for an arm drag. Well, guess what? I don't give arm drags. It was horrid. <laughs> and after the match, <laughs> we're sitting in the back, and Jinder's one of my good friends. Man, I love Jinder. I can't say enough nice things about Jinder. You know, uh, I'll tell you a funny story about him after we get done with this. But, uh, you know, we're sitting in the back. He goes, boss, man, what was up with that arm drag? I said, it was a shit drag, fool, because I don't do it. <laughs> so, you know, the next day we have another match. And he goes to start calling the match. I'm like, look, bro, this is going to go a lot better if we just call it on the fly. You know, my matches all on the fly. Most of the time I don't even know the finish. People are like, man, what are we going to do for the finish? So I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. You'll know. That's my answer. You'll know. And so, you know, that's one reason why if you ever watch any of my work, it's extremely unpredictable because it's just whatever comes off the top of my head. I mean, I mean, Jesus, I've given people wet willies. I've bit their asses. I've spanked them. You know, I've <laughs> cried for my mother. I mean, there's, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of it. But at the end of the day, I'm having fun, and that's all it should be. And people can criticize me or they can criticize world class all day long. But at the end of the day, you should just want people to be happy and, and enjoy what they're doing. And my, my, my favorite, one of my favorite gender stories, we were, um, Jesus, I don't remember. I think it was uh, when worlds collided. It was uh, at, at Fire Lake Casino. We were sitting there afterwards, and there was like five minutes till two. We wanted to get some beer. 
Well, we realized it was uh, almost 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, this fool had on flip-flops in the middle of the casino, and he took off running like a track star. And somehow he made it to the convenience store and back, which was not in the casino. It was like, uh, I don't know, probably 100 yards down, down from it. I was like, holy shit, bro, you're fast. Blew my mind. In some flip-flops, just chilling with shorts and flip-flops, no shirt on, just took off running. You know, mad dash. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. So you and Jinder Mahal are at the casino. All of a sudden, he's like, yo, I'm about to go to the concession store or the, or, or, or to the convenience store, and he takes Bro, off jet. it was almost 2 o'clock. What are you going to do? What are you it's, talking it's about? Clock. What are you going to do, man? No, 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 no. 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 If it's one fifty five and you want them drinks, you're going to get those drinks. Hey, bro, Jinder Mahal running full speed in flip-flops just made my damn night. Joe, did you have another question, Dude, bro? Cause I'm you, have no, you have no idea. <laughs> I mean, running, I mean, like, I don't know if y'all remember, like, Michael jo- Michael Johnson, but he is Michael Johnson running. <laughs> I mean, this fool was flying. Hey, listen, I live in but the you know what, man? Green, big, big so props, big props, man. Big props to Jinder. Big props to Jinder on the oh, side for his, for his success, man. Big Big props because that dude deserves it, man. God bless Jinder Mahal, man. It's my homeboy. Hell, hell yeah. Well, I mean, you except for those times we fought. I didn't like him. I didn't like him when we fought, but you know what I mean. Yeah, of I course. Just, my, of course. my last question is, uh, what do you hope that the fans get out of seeing one of your wrestling shows? At the end of the day, what do you hope that the fans get out of seeing one of your shows? A great question. Man, my, my main thing is that and I'll do this almost every show I get a chance. If I got time, I will sit by that door, and I will thank everybody that comes in. Towards the end of the show, if I get a chance, I'll go out and I'll look around, and I'll look to see if people are smiling. And at the end of the day, I try to stand by that door and shake everybody's hands at least because everybody that comes to that door and walks out that door is what enables me to live my dream every day, period. Wow. You know, not only that, but those people – They've enabled world class to donate more than $100,000 back to communities. They've enabled me to go out and do things that I never in my life thought were possible. You know, so, you know, it's funny because people sometimes are like, when, when, when they talk about jobs, like, man, don't take it personal. No, man, this shit is personal. It's very personal on so many levels. This ain't just wrestling to me. You know, I don't have any other job. I do I do music stuff on the side, and now I started producing some things, and I started doing But guess what? Those are all my jobs. This is all world-class to me. World-class is personal. And, and I want these people that come there to feel like they're part of this family because they help build that family. And, you know, it's like I go around, and, man, I want to see smiles, and I want to see happy people. And I want to know that I gave them their money's worth, and I sent them home with something maybe they'll never forget. That's simple. Well, wow. you know, Jerry, I, I know that we went about a, a year and nine months because it was last January that you Jesus joined Christ, us here man. on the show. I know That's it's crazy, fault. right? Like, <laughs> I know, it, it's weird. That's all fault. That's all fault, man. man I, y'all like man, this ain't a live, this ain't a live podcast. Me. I get y'all's ass spanked. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. Well, I love that, man. Like I said, I, I don't know if it's the time or the weed, man, but uh, 
it, it's sure amazing catching up with, with somebody such as yourself who um, you sound like a wrestler. I'm sorry. You sound like a fan that was lucky enough to become a wrestler that was blessed enough to become a promoter. And, and I love that about you, Jerry, because it sounds like you, you have a connection with the people that are sitting in the audience and you're just as worried about them as popping the guys in the back because that's something that I talk about here on the show a lot because I go to a lot of shows, and, and, and we're going to get into shooting shot here in just a second because I'm kind of upset about something. Um, but I'll tell you what, you seem to care equally about the people that paid the money to get in than popping the boys in the back, and that's something, again, that I go off about all the time. If you're wrestling to pop the boys in the back, you're not, you're not in the business for the right reasons. So with that said, Jerry, so we can close out this segment correctly, we want to ask you to please join us on this week's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. Jonesy will explain it. Let us know if you're down. Jonesy, go ahead. Hey, let me let me tell you guys one story. About. Let me tell you one cool fan story of mine real quick while I think about it. Of course. So yeah, absolutely. God go bless ahead. Texas. God bless Texas one in Dallas, right? The return of Ice Man Keith Parsons. Whenever he uh, came out yeah. and assisted Devon Erickson against the Arrow Club. You know, I sit down in the crowd, man, could I just come out to cut this promo? None of us know what he's going to say because, I mean, world class ain't rehearsed, man. It ain't, that shit ain't written. That's people doing their job, being themselves, having the ability to be enabled. So he comes out and starts cutting this killer promo, one of the best promos ever. Nobody, you know, like me and Iceman both, we don't know if he's going to be remembered because it's been so long since he's been in the game. And people stood up for him. They said all his catchphrases. Man, it was like one of the most amazing things in the world. And this whole time, right, I'm out sitting in the middle of the crowd. I'm sitting in a chair next to some fans, and we're all jumping up and down and eating this shit up. And, man, like, that's what it's all about. I don't give a fuck if you're a wrestler or a promoter or if you've been to WWE. You ain't no better than anybody that comes in that door and buys a ticket, period. Preach. Wow. Dropping some real knowledge but, but I am here down tonight. To, I, am down to, I am down to play the game, though. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Jonesy, why don't you go ahead and uh, break down the rules, hit the music as we get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. All right, so it's really, really simple. The Shoot and Shout segment is your opportunity. You get uh, 15, 20 seconds to let everybody know what exactly is pissing you off. It could be anything in professional wrestling, it can be. Be you know the fact that that it pisses you off that there's too much air in a bag of potato chips. Uh, so we're gonna play some some music. Uh, Renee will will go first, and I'll go, and then it'll be your turn to let everybody know what's pissing you off. Are you down to do this, sir? I'm down to do it. All right, here we go. Enter Jimmy. Hit that music. All right, Renee, kick us off. I know you got something for us. Well, listen, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. You know, sometimes sometimes my, my, my stuff is pro wrestling related, and sometimes it isn't, okay? And and, and today it is pro wrestling related. Um, as you know, the WrestleTalk Podcast is continuing to expand throughout uh, the world, the pro wrestling community, 
So whenever there's a show going on TV, it doesn't matter really what it is, we're on Twitter, we're giving our opinions. But for the most part, I like to watch what the other people are saying about what they're watching. The level of disrespect that I saw during the Roman Reigns segment when he brought those kids out, the kids, you know, the kids with cancer, the cancer survivor kids, the shit people were saying online legitimately pissed me off, dude. I'm like, can you not put your personal feelings to the side for about three minutes so that this dude can do a good service for humanity? I mean, when you stop and think about it, what was he doing? What was he doing? He was talking about cancer, something that he personally has dealt with before, something that, that, that he can relate to, something that affects so many people in this country. And some of the comments that I was seeing people say and, and, and post on Twitter and Instagram, it, they just really pissed me off. Because I go, you know what, dude? This is pro wrestling. This is entertainment. But we all have this relatability as human beings. We all suffer. We all cry. You heard even Jerry the Boss Boston talk about when, when he had an opportunity to go through an experience, he cried because it was so big for him. We're all human beings. We're all God's children, and we all feel that pain and that pressure and that anxiety. And the fact that some of these people couldn't put that shit to the side for three minutes to let this man come out here with some kids that survived cancer, it just drove me crazy. Bro, I turned that shit off, and I was like, you know what? I'm done for today. I'm not tweeting. I'm not retweeting. I'm not saying or doing nothing. It just pissed me off. And maybe it's because I'm 35 years old now, Jerry, but I just got to a point where I was like, man, this shit is pissing me off right now. So when you said that the wrestling became too toxic for you last year, bro, I completely relate and it legitimately pissed me off because I was like, yo, how deep have people gone into the rabbit hole that they don't realize this is just entertainment and there's real life going on outside of it? It just drove me crazy, man, and I'm really passionate about it. I'm not a cancer survivor, nothing crazy like that, even though I have friends that are dealing with it. Shout out to my man DJ of uh, Journey Pro Wrestling. And the bottom line is, man, you got to put that stuff to the side every once in a while and just be grateful that you're not the one that's on stage as a cancer survivor, man. That's my shooting shot for tonight. Jonesy, what do you got for us tonight, brother? Well, uh, I don't know how I'm going to be able to follow that one. Uh, I should have had you go last. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, I would have to say that, that my shooting shot is, is, is nothing that has to do with uh, – uh, pro wrestling. Mine has to do with going to music concerts. I I look up music concerts all the time on YouTube, and you know what I see most of the time? I see people with their cameras, their their phones, watching a a concert through a phone. You are at a concert. Why do you have your phone out videotaping a concert that you should be watching? You paid like $78.90 to see this concert and you're doing nothing but videotaping. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, you know what, Jerry? I don't know you don't know this, but every once in a while we have uh, WWE or professional wrestling legends chime in. And uh, I had shot um, the Iron Sheik a message over because I knew what Joe was going to say. And here's what the Irish Sheik thinks about people watching concerts through their phones when they're at the show. Irish Sheik? Fucking bullshit! 
right, amigo. Um, Hold on a second. You know, guys. I think that so – Jerry, 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 we lost yeah. you there for a second, man. What is uh, tapping I said, your uh, ass I thought, tonight, I didn't, I didn't appreciate the WWE segment with the cancer kids either. Just, uh, you know, like I love giving back and I love charity, but it's got to be for the right reasons. Connor's cure was um, – uh, you know, that wouldn't even be around if it wasn't for Justin Roberts to give my boy his props. Other than that, you know, man, I try not to stay upset about anything. I mean, you know, you're going to be done wrong by people. You're going to see things that don't make you happy. But at the end of the day, holding grudges and beat man don't do you no good. You know, you can, pl- you can find plenty of uh, things to be right in the world. You can spread love to others. You can do your thing. And at the end of the day, that's what you should be proud of. You should be proud of all the right you do because there's a lot of wrong in the world. And guess what? That ain't ever going to change unless we all step up and change it together straight up. Great. Uh, Jerry, I got one bonus question to ask you. And if you want to <laughs> defer and say, hey, you know what, we'll talk about it down the road, that's fine. So, I don't and, and I know this is yeah. probably something that everybody's wondering how did the hiring of Justin and JR to AEW affect you guys? Are they, are they still going to be didn't. there? Are they going to no, be there in a limited I mean, they're, they're, they're under Are they gone? How does, how does that no, work out for uh, world class? They're under contract, and that's fine. You know, good for them, man. Good good for wrestling. AEW, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Double or Nothing. I thought it was probably their worst show than that. But, uh, you know, that's just my opinion. Like I said, I'm not crapping on it. It just wasn't my personal taste. But, I agree. Uh, you know, c- congrats to JR. Congrats to Justin. You know, it's a, it's a place for wrestling to be able to, to grow and for people to be happy and for people to have jobs. So everybody should be happy for them. Um, I'm excited to where we're going, you know. Basically, uh, the new regime of world class would be myself, Kevin Sullivan, Animal. Um, you know, who knows? You might even see another uh, invasion of the Soviet Union. You never know what you're going to see in world class. You know, um, we're going to keep doing things our way. We're going to keep respecting the history of wrestling. Uh, you know, we're going to keep giving our fans everything we got. And we're going to keep giving you some of the weirdest shit you've done ever seen. Because that's how we get down. And you can either be phony. You can either be fake, or you can even go to an institution, or you could just be cool and hashtag join the revolution. Mm. Wait, wait a minute. Say, say that one more time. Say that hashtag join the revolution <laughs> just one more time. For, one more time, because uh, I got to drop you, Jerry. You're from Oklahoma. You're from Oklahoma, uh, and I know, you got, I know you have a sweet tooth for Latina women, so just say it one more time for me. Trust me, you're going to like this drop. Oh, man. I, basically, let's just get to the point. <laughs> you can be fake, you can be phony, you can go to the institution, or you can just step up, be cool, and you can hashtag join the revolution. Check out the stuff on Oklahoma at worldclassrevent.com, E-E-N-T. 
And that goes for uh, if you want to hire me to DJ jobs, if you want to hire music artists, whatever you want, or you can go to worldclassprowrestling.com for the wrestling aspect of it. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, but I can't tell you where because I don't even know myself. Just type in my name and you'll find yourself there. And, you know, just keep it real, love each other, and remember, like, you ain't got to do for yourself before you do for others. Amen. Jonesy, say thank you to Jerry, the boss, boss, sick man, because he's a busy dude, and we never know when he's going to be able to join us again, dude. Absolutely. What a freaking interview. Wow. Wow, wow, Thank you, Jerry. We will catch you down the road, brother. Man, catch you guys down the road, too. God bless both of you. Thank you for having me. God bless you, man. I'll see you in November, dude. I'm going to be there. No Leave doubt, that. fellas. Keep it real. Keep it real. Hey, you ain't got to be phony. You ain't got to be fake. You ain't got to join <laughs> the institution. But you can keep it real, and you can go join that revolution, boys. Revolution! Yeah, baby! <laughs> I love it. We're coming back with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. We'll be back in two minutes and 20 seconds. Intern Timmy, can you play something for me that goes hard, baby? Because episode 263 has been on fire! Boom, baby. Absolutely.
Y'all, what up? Night Owl, Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, nightmare jokes, and all the best guests. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for episode 263 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And let me tell you what, man, we had the opportunity to talk to Jerry the Boss Bostic, man. Such a great dude. Um, really seems to have an affinity and a passion and love for professional wrestling. And I think that's something that makes him relatable to fans of all levels, whether you're a worker, a promoter, or a fan. You can go, wow, Jerry the Boss Bostic, that dude loves what he's doing. And if you're in the Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, uh, Colorado area, November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I believe is what he said, is Oklahomania in uh, conjunction with Oklacon. Coolio is going to be in the house, and he named a bunch of other awesome people that are going to be there. Maybe the boogeyman, I don't know. Maybe he said uh, uh, um, Papa Shango might be in the house. I don't know. But make sure you guys go over and check out World Class Revolution on Facebook. Or you can just look up the man himself. That's Jerry Bostic on Facebook for more information on what he's got going on. Uh, that said, we're just a couple of minutes away, guys, from talking to MLW's certified badass, Aria Blake. She is, believe it or not, she is uh, super-duper tight with Mega Heel MJF. She's going to be joining us in just a couple of moments. But before we get there, guys, we're going to be hitting up the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. That's right, the FWWC, baby! Let's go ahead and do it. Who's our first caller in that answer, Timmy? All right. Uh, uh, first what? call of the night is what? is is a guy from uh, Crystal Lake by the name of Voorhees. Voorhees. Uh, Voorhees. You're um, live on the show. Here we go. Nightmare Jones. Yeah. It is the one, the only.
pay a lot of bloodshed, pain, and destruction. And you two seem pretty nervous every time I call in. Okay, 
So from now on, whenever this segment happens, you will have to call in like everybody else. Because it, it's just it, it, you and Elmata and, and the rest of those buffoons over at La Familia are just causing a lot of mayhem, no pun intended, and we're tired of it. So if you want to be a part of the show, you're going to have to call in like everybody else. How do you feel about that, sir? Well, so you do realize that, that El Mato pays for this podcast, right? I, that's fine, but I'm the host, and when this show happens, he's not the one running the board. So if he doesn't like yeah. it, he can, get his, he can get off his lazy ass and come and do some work. Hmm. Well, what questions do you have? I don't have any questions. I'm not interested in you. I'd much rather move on uh, to somebody like Remy Ricks that who actually's got something to bring to the plate. Okay, well let's bring him on. Fine, no, you're going back on the bench. So shut your mouth. Sick and tired of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on to the show a man who was formerly a number one contender for the European Championship and now is looking towards Armageddon. A lot of you guys know it as Clash of Champions. We know it as Armageddon. Ladies and gentlemen, a man that is never afraid to step up to a challenge. That is the one, the only, Remy and Ricks. Remy Ricks, you're live on the show. What's on your mind tonight? Man, we got a lot of stuff on the mind tonight, especially with that paper-pushing punk of a general manager thinking he can be a competitor when he's running his mouth. And yes, but, uh, I'm talking about that lost familiar flunky. Clearly, who are we talking about? I'm getting to it if you let me say it, Night Owl. We're speaking okay. of that lawful. Right We're speaking of that familiar flunky, El Matas. Since we're on, since I gotta be good, El Matas no, little B. No, no. have you not been listening to the rest of the show? You can say yes, I have here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, sir. I have, but normally when I speak the way I speak, Remy gets in trouble. So then just but speak, if you're gonna brother, let me speak, speak. Alright, fine. We're talking about that La Familia flunky, that El Mata side bitch, who will never ever be able to fill the shoes of the La Familia family when El Mata retires. He's got no point in being a leader of the group. As far as I'm concerned, Mayhem just needs to keep pushing papers and signing checks. Wow. Because he likes so, to run his mouth a little bit and talk about that can't nobody make him do something. But what he fails to realize, I'm not everybody else. I'm Remy Ricks. If I want something, I will get it done. And I prove that today. What do you mean you proved that today? Be be specific. Well, we're having a little conversation, me, him, and another superstar, and me being me, talking the shit that I talk. He's stuck talking my shit, and he, well, nobody's going to make me do something. I continue to talk my shit. Fine, me and you, one-on-one, when I finally decide. Well, when you finally decide to quit being a scared, pansy-ass little punk, you know where to find me. Because you're my boss, and trust me, I will enjoy every single second I get to beat the hell out of my boss. Well, Remy Ricks, do you believe that it is in the best interest of your personal career to be challenging not only the general manager of the brand, but also a member of La Familia? Have you not been following my career, Night Owl? 
My I, career I'm is just my career. Are you sure this my is the right career. Move? I've been paying. Don't question me, Remy Ricks, okay? Because I pay attention and I'm a big fan of yours. So maybe that was a rhetorical question that you were asking. But yes, I have been paying attention and I do see how you operate. But listen, what I've also seen now over a five year span is everybody who challenges La Familia fails. That's what I've seen. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you haven't seen the same thing. Well, according to everybody in the locker room, what you just said, that applies to when I face everybody. And at the end of the day, my record looks a lot better than a lot of them people talking their shit and running their mouth. So as far as I'm concerned, not only does my record speak for itself, my work ethic speaks for itself, and the fact that I am one of the best rookies to step foot in the FWWC. And I will make any challenge I want, whether people think I don't need to or I'm not ready, I will let you know what I am ready and not ready for. Oh, wow. Um, uh, sorry for the delay, guys. I'm getting an interview here. I mean, a, in a message here. Uh, hold on a second. Okay, so... Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm just trying to multitask here. Um, so... Here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing hardcore sis, the 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 former temporary general manager of Blue Brand, is demanding to come on. Uh, she's very upset. Uh, she's lost her patience at this point, and it seems like we really have no option other than let her on, uh, letting her on, because she feels like what she's done has shaking the foundation in FWC, and she refuses to be left off the segment. So against my better judgment, I'm going to go ahead and bring on a La Familia member, uh, a new, the newest La Familia member, Hardcore Sis. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, representing La Familia Worldwide, um, Hardcore Sis. I, I cannot believe this is reality. The Hardcore Sis. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? Good evening, good evening, good evening. <laughs> so, you know, first of all, let me just say that I am so looking forward to Sunday because I have a chance to come out of Sunday a double champion. <laughs> I'm going to be taking on my own lost familiar brethren in Corbin Slater and that blowhard tank Westbrook for a chance at both the IC title and the Legends title. And, well, who deserves both belts better or more more than me? <laughs> I certainly do deserve them better. <laughs> now, having said all that, I'm also in another match with all the ladies, and the winner gets to go to Survivor Series and take on that over-ego inflated white rabbit chick and take her belt from her. So by the end of SummerSlam, Hardcore Sis is going to be a triple champion. <laughs> no, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. By the end of SummerSlam, Hardcore Sis, I hate to correct oh, the ladies. 
But SummerSlam happened three months ago. I mean, how much weed have you been smoking in La Familia's locker room? I mean, seriously. Okay, excuse me. I made a little mistake there, and I meant to say Survivor Series. Calm down, Night Owl, really. You know. Well, you know what? You used to be one of my favorite callers, but based on what I've seen you do over the last couple of weeks, honestly, my stomach is turning right now just talking to you. You know, Night Owl, you and I talked a couple of weeks ago when I called in about how Hardcore Sis is damned if she did and damned if she didn't. You know, every time Hardcore Sis does anything in this group, everybody seems to think she is worthless and she's beneath them. So when La Familia came to me and offered me the respect that no one else in this group gave me, I said, sure, why not? You know the old saying, if you can't beat them, join them. Not to mention that my own Familia was a part of La Familia, and him and I had been estranged since he joined La Familia. So when La Familia came to me, it was also a way to reconnect with my own Familia. And as for everybody being so upset about me dropping Savior Saint, the blue team is just mad because Savior Saint did all the work on the blue team, and now the blue team has to get up off their lazy asses and do some work to earn the points. They're not going to be able to rely on Savior Saint to do all the work. So excuse me if I drop the only person who did the work and the rest of the team now has to pull their own weight. And as far as Curtis goes, please, Curtis is just mad because he said he knew who the new member of La Familia was, and apparently he was full of crap. But if he really knew, then when I was put in charge, he should have seen this coming. So don't play games with me. You messed with La Familia, and La Familia got you. And that's what everybody's pissed off about. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 And you know what? That soundbite basically uh, encapsulates how I feel about this whole situation. And uh, believe it or not, and and I apologize to my Facebook Live uh, folks, I'm actually getting another message here. Uh, Let me see here. And I know you guys are are very excited about the possibility of talking to Aria Blake. Um, Let me – okay, sorry about that. Okay, so – Okay, so that's not from Aria Blake. Um, apparently, we have a former member of the FWWC who wants to come on. Um, my goodness. Um, okay, so the Viper. Uh, you guys may or may have not heard of the Viper before, uh, but the Viper was a guy... Let me get away from the microphone. It gets a little loud. I apologize. So the Viper's a guy who made his presence felt in the FWWC. Um, what I understood from the agents was that he was just maybe a little bit overwhelmed with the FWWC. But that that's just what I heard. I don't know. We've not heard from this guy in over two months. Um, and I think it's pretty simple. 
You want to be a part of the FWC, you cut promos, you have matches, you have communication with people behind the scenes and make sure that you're planning your stuff out and that it all makes sense. But we've not heard from this man in over six weeks, uh, maybe even eight weeks. But all of a sudden, he's got some major announcement. And against my better judgment, I'm going to go ahead and bring him on the line here uh, because I want to give him an opportunity to, to get it off his chest, uh, uh, for the lack of a better phrase. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show for the first time in a long time, The Viper. Well, hey, Renee. Uh, I'm great to have you on, sir. Welcome back. It's been a while. Uh, what is on your mind tonight? Well, I'm going to tell you, like I've told a lot of people, um, my dad was in the hospital, so that's why I took some time off. So it's not that I was hiding or any of this other bullshit. Um, so all, all due respect, and I'm and I and I'm sorry I had to take some time off. But but family comes well, first before this shit. L- listen, Viper, you don't have to apologize to me. What I can tell you is that the FWWC locker room was a buzz when you first showed up. And um, maybe a week or two in uh, to your debut, you were no longer able to participate. And I was personally excited to see you do your thing. So what is this big announcement that you have for the FWWC universe? Well, uh, due, due to Papa Viper being all right, uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. I'm retired. I appreciate it. Oh, my God! So, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so you, you had a two-week career, and you're retiring from the FWWC? Yeah, and if you believe that, I got a fucking bridge, I'll sell you. <laughs> Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. <laughs> I love to hear that. Viper, you are officially back into the free agent pool in the FWC, man. I know you know you're wrestling. I know you watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and everything else, dude. You are tailor-made to become a champion in the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, dude. I am uber excited about that opportunity. And guess what, guys? We have another caller, just another, and I know you guys are excited about Aria Blake. We're still working on getting her on, I promise, okay? Um, But we have another caller who has some thoughts, and this caller, believe it or not, was recently um, ousted of the FWWC, uh, because he made uh, what I would, uh, would, 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 would summarize as a poor decision, okay, uh, when it came to how he was handling his business in the FWC. But you know what? This is the Wrestle Talk Podcast episode number 263. And we love nothing more than to give people a second opportunity. So, again, against our better judgment, we're going to go ahead and bring him on, hoping that he has something to bring to the table. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the WrestleTalk podcast, the one, the only, the fireman. What's up? What's up? How's everybody doing? Well, 
Fireman. Uh, as you can imagine, it's been a very difficult week for the board of directors. We've had to make some very difficult decisions. So if I said we were great, uh, I would say that that would be a lie. What I would say is we are blessed to be here, sir, and thank you for joining us. What is on your mind? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the poor decision was actually uh, something that uh, – it was just something that I got offended with, uh, with my picture getting posted on the thing. And I didn't like that, but hey, it's all right. I forgive, you know. And God tells you you got to forgive, and I forgive you all for that. And uh, I was actually kind of saying that I enjoy hearing and listening in to the podcast. I tell you that, and uh, but there's one thing I got to tell you is if I come back. The fireman's gone. You got a new character in me. Okay, well, fireman, I guess um, I'm going to take this opportunity as we uh, um, look forward to the snippets of truth. And and I do have some bad news, guys. It sounds like uh, Aria Blake is dealing with a bit of an emergency. It sounds like she's going to have to end up taking one of her pets to the emergency room. So we may not get her tonight. Um, she may be available within the next couple of minutes, but we're not going to give you a five-minute interview. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, we're going to get her on, and we're going to schedule her. So uh, hang in there, guys. Uh, don't feel bad. It'll happen. Um, just uh, bear with us. Uh, but, Fireman, I just want to be 100% sincere with you. Both in the fantasy wrestling business and the professional wrestling business, uh, there are two things over anything else that I think um, will allow you to either be successful uh, in the business or to be a huge failure. And these are two things, honesty and work ethic. Honesty and work ethic. I'm sorry, and work ethic. Uh, from a board of directors standpoint, I would have to say that I think you haven't been 100% honest with the FWC universe. Uh, you're new, or you were new, I should say, and you refused to listen to the counsel of people who knew what you needed to do and who wanted to help you do what you wanted to do, okay? So when you ignore the counsel of people that are more experienced than you, that shows arrogance, okay, or stupidity. I'll let the fans decide which of the two they think you chose. I'm going to go ahead and say in my mind that maybe it's just a little bit of arrogance. You're a young guy with a lot of talent, but you had guys like Marcus Mayhem on the red brand. You had guys like Curtis Black on the blue brand. And I know I personally reach out to you and try to explain to you, hey, bro, slow the F down. You're going too fast. You're, you're doing too much at the same time. You're juggling more balls than your chins can handle. But you didn't listen. So then you proceeded to try to challenge the highest level, the very best in the game. And as much as I hate this individual, when you start negative, when you start speaking negatively on La Familia, when you start neg- speaking negatively on Nightmare Jones, when you start speaking negatively on El Matarata, there are consequences for that. And even I, as a board of directors member, can recognize that. And you should have, and you would have if you would listen to the veterans in the FWWC, but you chose not to. And then in regards to number two, let's just be honest. 
you weren't necessarily the most entertaining guy to ever appear in the FWWC. So I'm going to say this to you and everybody else that's watching the Wrestle Talk podcast for episode 263. If you always wanted to be a pro wrestler and never could, whether it be for finances, physical limitations, or just other circumstances, the FWWC is the place to be. You can be a wrestler. You can be a champion. You can be the very, very best without actually having to step foot inside the ring. WrestleTalkPodcast.com, slide over to the FWWC tab to join the group. But I'm telling you, it changed my life, and the FWWC is a big part of the reason that the, that I'm even a part of the WrestleTalk podcast. So if you think you're too good to listen to your veterans, okay, and you're too arrogant to recognize that you're new here and that you need some seasoning, this sort of thing is going to happen to you. Fireman, I do hope the very best for you in the future, but i got to be honest with you, man. You've got to be willing to listen to the higher power. And if you're not willing to do that, no matter how earnest your efforts are, sir, you're going to fall short. You're going to fall short of glory. You're going to fall short of grace. You're, you're, going, to be, you're going to fall short of repentance. You're going, to be, you're going to fall short of true wisdom. And you know what? I'm not the man to speak on that kind of stuff, but there is a guy, uh, a Jonesy, who can speak on this stuff because he is knee-deep in the truth. He's a guy that's knee-deep in what you need to hear, and that's the one and only Big Daddy P. So do me a favor, intern Timmy, and hit the music as Nightmare Jones and the Night Owl welcome in once again the one and only Big Daddy P for tonight's edition of The Snippets Truth. Intern Timmy, hit the music. I gotta do. Huh. So who the hell is you? You tell me how my soul is wrong. You don't know. Lay out and let Big Daddy go. You think my rap's about stealing, but it's about feeling. Sometimes truth revealing. But you know how my flow don't get the proper review. I gotta do what I gotta do. Big Daddy P. What's going on, my brothers? What's going on, sir? Oh, you know me, same circus, different tent. Now, Big Daddy P, <laughs> right off the bat, I got a question for you. So, yep. we were scheduled to have Aria Blake on the show today, who I'm a huge fan of, MLW's very own. She's tag team partners with Selena Dinorenza. Um, when you are in a situation where, uh, like with one, two, seven, pro wrestling or blue sky or whatever it is that you're doing and things don't pan out the way you want them to, who do you turn to, Big Daddy B? Because I know sometimes I let my anger out in the wrong way. I take it out on my babies. I take it out on the, the old lady. Uh, maybe I'll take it out on myself, myself medicating. But I want to know what do you do, Big Daddy P, when 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 you've got to jump over obstacles and, and, and overcome situations that you didn't necessarily plan for? Because the, tonight's lineup was tremendous, and Aria Blake, unfortunately, uh, and I don't know if you heard this, Big Daddy P, uh, one of her pets had to be rushed to the emergency room uh, when she got home from work, 
and we understood it, and, and, and we dealt with that as best as we could. And thank you for the FWC for helping us compensate. But what do you do when you find yourself in situations like that, Big Daddy Pete? I remember 1 Thessalonians 4.11 that says, Make it your ambition to live a quiet life, mind your own business, and work with your hands as I've commanded you. It's God's business. He sets things in motion. He stops things. So I don't really worry. Um, I had a situation just yesterday that, you know, really kind of just threw me. But I realized something, that it's none of my business. My business, my time, my money, all the things that I say are mine aren't mine. They're his. And either he is God or he's not. So I turn to him, and I trust that he knows what's best. And I proceed forward, and I do the best I can with what I have. I was just reminded at at church tonight that uh, the Apostle Paul said, don't look back, look forward. Yes, you might have had a lot of mistakes. Yes, you might have a lot of issues. But don't don't bring them to the future. If you're walking down the street and you look to your left or you look down at your phone and you're not looking ahead, what happens? You walk into something. So the greatest thing, one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned, guys, is that if yesterday is history and tomorrow is a mystery, today is the present. It's a gift. So I need to recognize and trust that God's got it. And if I don't, then he's going to allow me to continue forward until I learn it, that he is God and he's in control. Wow. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, those snippets of truth, Big Daddy P. I know that a little bit earlier today, uh, you were uh, emailed or messaged or something in regards to kind of a prayer request. Uh, Maverick, who's a former NWL uh, uh, superstar and St. Louis champion, uh, a guy who trained down in TWA, uh, the Texas Wrestling Academy, who's owned uh, by Shawn Michaels and run by Rudy Gonzalez, um, was dealing with a situation with his mother. So I know we got a prayer mm-hmm. request there. Can you do us a favor, mm-hmm. man? And include him in your prayers and, and for anybody else who, um, you know, potentially could need a little bit of grace, a little bit of God's leniency in their life right now. Of course. And, and, and I also want to do something that I really haven't done on this show before. But I actually yeah. have a personal praise, a praise report. And that is on my daughter. She made it to ETSU, which is East Tennessee, Knoxville, in a nursing program. So wrestlers, if you happen to be in Knoxville and you end up getting hurt and someday you got a girl named Carolyn who's working on you, that's my baby and you're in good hands. So just want to give her uh, some <laughs> praise awesome. about that. Love to hear that. That's very encouraging, uh, Big Daddy Pete. Yeah, she's the first one to get to a college like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, you know what? Because my 16 year old is starting to get uh, a shout out to Dwayne Gill Gilbert. I love your Aaron's commercial, dude. I cannot wait to have you back on the show. Shout out, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to a future WWE Hall of Famer, Dwayne Gill, aka Gilbert, for tuning in tonight, man. We love you, brother. Thank you for being here. Uh, please continue on, Big Daddy B. Anyway, so let's go ahead and. Um... Let's pray for his mom, who um, is in need of back surgery. Uh, There's people that are here right now who are listening who have not submitted a request but have a need. And so the reason why I take the time, however long it takes to get on this show, is uh, to make sure that um, these things get answered. So let's take a moment. Father God, we thank you so much 
for your grace and mercy that you continue to bestow upon this country, a country, Father, that a large portion of this world wants to get rid of you. But we thank you that you've given us time to come before you tonight with these prayer requests, especially for his mother and the surgery. I also pray, Father, that you continue to strengthen those that are trying to recover from an injury. And for all those that are going to be uh, wrestling this weekend, I pray that you watch over them. And, Father, to that one person that's listening right now that might not know you, uh, you've drawn them here tonight for a reason. And that reason is for them to realize that they do not control anything, but you do. And we will rely on you solely in all things, our money, our jobs, our resources. It all belongs to you. And so I thank you that you've allowed us to be here tonight. I thank you for the show and for my brothers. pray that you continue to open every door that needs to be opened for them, close every door that needs to be closed. And we love you. And we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. And by the way, if you're wondering why I'm talking so low, I'm right in the middle of, uh, what do they call this place, Buca de what? Buca de Beppo. Buca de Beppo. Yeah, the first time I've ever been here, man. Dude, there is a pot, there is a plate of Alfredo in front of me right now that I'm about to fall asleep listen, on. It's listen, so good. listen, stop yourself, stop yourself. <laughs> you need to request real mozzarella. Buca de Peppo has the best mozzarella. You you don't need anything other than a piece of bread and, and with a little a little bit of garlic uh, butter on top of it and a real slice of mozzarella cheese that will make your day. Jonesy, any thoughts for Big Daddy P tonight, man? <laughs> oh, just you know, it's, it's always great to, to 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 hear you call in, and and you, it's always great to to hear your uh, your inspirational thoughts, and uh, it's just good to have you coming on to the show again. And don't forget, guys, one twenty seven prowrestling dot com. Everything is kicking off. It's doing real well. We got a radio show starting up. Uh, probably in the next day or so, I was going to start it tomorrow, but I've got a couple of interviews that I still want to get done, similar to what y'all are doing. Uh, so looking forward to have you guys on the show as well. And I, I, I really hope someday that we can get you uh, uh, via the internet uh, connected in uh, so that you could uh, uh, meet the fans of 127 Pro Wrestling. So just know we've got a big 27-foot um, video screen. That's uh, where the uh, guys are going to come out in front of with all their intros, but we can also do interviews. And I think what we need to do is on a Thursday night, we need to get you guys on to uh, say hello to the crowd and let everybody say hello to you. And I thank you for what you guys doing. And I love you. But big daddy P let's be serious here. Okay. What we Uh really need to get to is what you and painter dream production are doing. We have promised the fans that at some point they were going to get a social media feed on the WrestleTalk podcast. Yeah, we need to do that. We have not hey, been let's able do that tomorrow. No, let's do that tomorrow. Let's do that tomorrow. Maybe not at the crack of dawn, but maybe 8 or 9 a.m. Let's go ahead and get that done because, guys, if you don't already know this, not only is this man uh, running Painter's Room Productions, he's not only is he running uh, one uh, two seven. Okay, he's also a very dear friend of mine, and he makes time for us every single Thursday. So, Big Daddy P, we're grateful to you, man. We're super happy for your daughter. Uh, we hope that that she can use her talent uh, uh, to glorify the Lord. And man, quite honestly, dude, I want to thank you because you've helped guide me not only politically but also spiritually. And 
I hope that anybody who's watching the show, including Gilbert, who thought this was a great segment, uh, um, gets something out of it because ultimately for us, you know what it's all about, man? It's about love, and it's about Christ's love, and you always bring that That's to the it. table, man. And I can thank you enough for that, Big Daddy P. And you know what the best part is, Big Daddy P? Next week. Yes. We will be here and we'll be doing this again for episode 264, awesome. man. That's what makes me the most excited. That not, This is not a one-time deal. Next week we'll be That's right it. back here, man, doing what we do, sharing those snippets true. That's it. Have an awesome night, guys. Good All right, night, you man. Too. Oh, man. You know, you know, Renee, talking about uh, Gilbo, I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, this past, I guess it was couple of weekends ago, I, I was at a uh, CPW show. Uh, it was was at, I call it Hillbilly Heaven, because everybody was literally driving golf carts. Like, they didn't drive cars, they drove golf carts. And at this show, uh, the uh, Barbarian was was, was there, and uh, Gilbert uh, just showed up out of the blue. And you know, when I walked up to him and I introduced myself, he knew exactly who I was. And he remembered the podcast. So awesome. Well, he, so awesome. Well, here's the thing with me, Jonesy, and I, and I messaged one of the fans who's really seemed to enjoy the show tonight. Uh, shout out to my man, Jared, the fire man. Uh, he seems to really understand how important it is to have shows like this for the pro wrestling community. And, and it makes me happy to hear that. But, dude, uh, there are guys who are just fans like Jared or guys who have made an impact in the pro wrestling world uh, like Dwayne Gill, a.k.a. Gilbert. And, and you know what? I can appreciate guys like him. I can appreciate guys like Jerry Bostic. I can appreciate uh, women like Aria Blake. I mean, I know she was just as excited as we were for tonight's show. But when you have a family emergency, and listen, I have a uh, one-and-a-half-year-old pit bull, Okay. And, and those pets become family. And if you've never had a pet before, then maybe you don't understand it. But if you have, especially a dog, you understand. Those pets become family, and no interview, no booking, no uh, professional emergency is going to stop you from doing what you need to do to make sure you take care of your family. And I respect that. And there's a reason and we don't call uh, the people of uh, uh, the supporters of the Wrestle Talk podcast fans. We don't call them friends of the show. Uh, we don't call them supporters of the show. We call them Wrestle Talk fam. F A M. Wrestle Talk fam of the Wrestle Talk cast. And the reason we do that, Jonesy, is because when it's family, it's personal. And when everybody, whenever anybody logs onto the show and, and, and taps the, the, the thumbs up or the heart or they retweet or share or, or they show us some love on Instagram, dude, to me, it means like a hug, it's like a high five, or it's an endorsement uh, from somebody within your own family. And, and, and for me, as long as we continue to get that, even on the, on the smallest level, we will continue and push forward towards episode 300 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I don't care about viewership. Uh, yes, it would be great to get over 1,000 views on every Facebook video. It would be great to see get over 100 views on every YouTube video. But as long as there's, like, a handful of people that are like, yo, your show is the shit. We love you. You guys are so genuine. You're so funny. We enjoy what you do. It makes my week better. We will continue to do this show. And guess what? We're going to reschedule Aria Blake. And, Josie, I'm going to go ahead and let you do it to him. 
Can you tell people what's coming up next week on the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joan Renee, episode 264? Because we have a lineup that is going to blow your guys' socks off. And if it falls apart, that's fine. Because we'll call Ari and she'll be available. It's going to be a great show. Jonesy, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and allow you to pull that schedule up for next week. Because we came off Tom Pritchard last week, Jerry Bostic in the FWWC this week, and next week we're going to assuredly continue to kill shit. Jonesy, break it down for the people, baby. What do we got coming up next week on the Wrestle Talk podcast? Oh, my goodness. Next week we have, we have three guests for next week. We have the high spots. We're going to be joined by... Whoever wins the riot on the Dynamo Pros riot on the river. So that's going to be amazing. So whoever wins that is coming on to the podcast. Then we have Luchador Serpentine from Women of Wrestling, which is going to be absolutely amazing. They're about ready to start their second season. And if that's not enough, then we also have Fred Yehi coming on. I think I pronounced his last no, name right. No, no, no. I hope to God that It's Fred Yehi. You know why his Yehi. name is Fred Yehi? You know why his Love name that. is Fred Yehi, Jonesy? And, and by Love the way, that. you used to have the WWN Network uh, paid. I don't know why you don't know this. Dude, this dude is 5'9", and he is the baddest 5'9", MFer on the planet. Fred, about Yehi, will beat the <laughs> shit out of your 6'4", 260-pound heavyweight champion. I don't care what part of the country you're in. He fell just a just a just a, a frog's hair short of defeating Jeremy Wyatt for the Gateway Heritage Championship for Journey Pro. And let me tell you something, Freddie Yehi is a guy that you're definitely gonna want to tune into next week, guys. Wow. Crazy stuff. It's gonna be amazing. So, next week's show is gonna be on fire, Jonesy. And, and I'll tell you what, we didn't have the opportunity to do the game show challenge tonight. But that's okay, because we'll save it for next week, and we promise you guys one other thing. When it comes to covering the world of professional wrestling on the highest level, the Wrestle Talk podcast is the place to be. Thank you, Peggy. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you, Susie. Thank you, uh, Campbell. Uh, thank you, John. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, who else is on here? Um, okay, a lot of Chad and Susie. Okay, uh, Primo, Matt, um, Dustin, uh, Lori, Elvia, and the Bulls Wrestling Club. Shout out to you guys. You guys... We're supporting us big time during the show. Ultimately, here's what it comes down to as we close out 263. Pro wrestling is something that has made a difference in my life. It's made a difference in Joe's life. And hopefully it makes a difference in your life because work, family, uh, uh, your, your, your religious responsibilities, and your health are all priorities. No doubt about it. Those are the most important things in your life. But whenever you can... Make sure that you feed what your passion is. And for us, Jonesy, I know you agree with this, it's professional wrestling. 
All we want to do is contribute. All we want to do is help make things better. And hopefully we do that every single time we do a podcast here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, man. I'm just so honored to be a part of it. I'm grateful for everybody who's contributed to anything that we've ever done over these episodes. And hopefully, man, like I said before, we can keep working our asses off and getting that same kind of support as we work our way towards episode 300 of the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. Jonesy, why don't you go ahead and close this out as we cue up some music uh, um, to close today's show. Absolutely. Uh, just thank you guys for uh, supporting us. Thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, we wouldn't be here without you. Um, it's been absolutely amazing. Episode 263 is in the books next week. Episode 264. Let's get it. Here we go. What? Joe, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Yes? Wait just a minute. Give them just one more time the lineup for next week's show so they know what they're missing. If they don't, hit us with the email address. We've not had one person tonight send us their email address. Guys, you're going to get posters, you're going to get the press release, and you're going to get first dibs on anything free that we ever give away here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Share your email address with us. And make sure to show love to KCK Dental Professionals, Midwest Elite Wrestling, The Conspiracy Farm, Rathbones Engraving, Esports in Shawnee, Kansas, and of course, Talking Dynasty on SoundCloud. If you guys send us your email address, you're going to get all that information, get your first opportunity to win any prizes from the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and close it out tonight. Nightmare Jones, the Night Owl, signing off. We will catch you guys next week at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. That's all, ladies and
Michelle Sequoia, time to take those earplugs out. It's all yours, Michelle. Until next week, <laughs> peace. Peace.